Week 12 in the books. We saw close games on Thanksgiving, with the exception of the Buffalo Bills versus the New Orleans Saints. We saw Cincinnati destroy the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw Cam Newton get benched when facing off against the Miami Dolphins. And we saw a duel between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We also saw Lamar Jackson have the worst game of his career, but still came out with a victory. And then finally, to close out the week, we saw the Washington football team beat the Seattle Seahawks in a last-ditch effort that was thwarted by Cal Fuller. Welcome to the meeting. This is A Touch of Truth, and this is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Follow me on all social media, at Weisslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, get out there and earn your chip. Week 12. Man, we went through it. We went through it. We had some great performances. We had some bad performances. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, I record these on Monday nights after the Monday night football game. I did not watch the entirety of the Monday night football game. Today, November 29th, is my son's birthday. I also decided, fuck that football game. I'm watching Power with my girl. So, I didn't watch the entire game. So, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that I did. I'm going to watch the replay uh, sometime this week. I do that to get prepped for the start-sit episode that I bring to you guys on Thursday. But as of right now, I have no idea what happened in that game because I did not watch the entirety of the game. I came in towards the tail end of the game. Uh, when I turned it on, the Seattle Seahawks had had five straight three and outs. That's when I got to it. And, of course, I watched the play where Russell Wilson threw the strike over the middle to Freddie Swain, getting the touchdown, and then, of course, the interception by Kyle Fuller uh, on a two-point conversion. That onside kick was crazy. Didn't know that that was a rule that you had to be lined up on the outside of the hash. Who knew? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I haven't actually been looking at fucking kickoff line <laughs> alignment <laughs> ever. But I guess now we're going to have to look out for that and see if people are lined up uh, incorrectly because the Seattle Seahawks recovered the onside kick, but because the guy was lined up incorrectly, they had to re-kick it. And, of course, you ain't going to get it two times in a row. That's like, you know, one in a million chance, man. So with the new rules and the new way they set up the onside kick, that shit doesn't happen too often. So, we talked about the in the intro there. We talked about the games that were close on Thanksgiving. Uh, Chicago beat Detroit. Vegas beat Dallas. Uh, Buffalo beat New Orleans. But we're going to talk about all of these things as far as who gave us good fantasy points because we had a lot of bust performances 
out here. A lot of people didn't perform to expectations or perform that how we expect them to. Now, there's certain things where you're like, oh, well, why didn't you put this person on the lows or the highs or, or whatever? I'm going to explain some of these things. Like, when we talk about our bad batches, the bad batch of the week, we talk about that as these are players that we told you to either start or sit that went against our normal thought process, our normal research. So, for instance, if I think that a guy is going to be great against a certain team, like I tell you to start this guy, but all indication says you're not supposed to start this guy, but we start him anyways, I tell you to start him anyways, then I'm going to say I got that wrong. We shouldn't have started this guy. Or we shouldn't have sat this guy because indications said we should be starting him. Now, sometimes, again, you can go against what I say. It's not a problem. But when I get something wrong, I tell you this is what we got wrong. This is why we got it wrong. So if you say, well, you told me to start this particular player against this, you know, against this defense and a trash, like, of course, we know the obvious, but these are people that, yo, you may have not, you know, even experts didn't tell you to start this guy, or I told you to start this guy against what experts were saying, and he didn't pan out. That's what I got wrong. So we're going to talk about that with the bad batches. Our good hits of the week are guys who experts and whatnot told you, yo, stay away from this guy. Don't start him. We told you to start him. That's a hit. Or they told you, yo, start this guy, start this guy. And we tell you, no, our research says sit him, and this is why you sit him. And then you did what we said, and that's a hit. We always want these hits. We don't want the bad batches. We want as minimal bad batches as we can, and we want as many good hits as we can. The highs of the week are the fantasy players of the week. Typically, when we talk about our fantasy players of the week, we're talking about guys who gave you a clear advantage at the position where their point level was so high that if you had them on your team, there was no way that your opponent was beating you in th- at that position. Now, we've seen some, some guys. We've seen it happen. You know, people have, have had – people had – Jonathan Taylor, when he got you 50 fantasy points, is still lost because the rest of their team was trash. But we're just saying that when you have this particular player, he gives you a clear advantage for that week. Those are our highs of the week. And our lows of the week are people who did not perform in matchups that they should have performed. So if the wide receiver was going up against the worst fantasy defense for wide receivers. He should have performed and he didn't. That's why they're on the lows of the week. So for instance, if, if a guy's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is not actual numbers. We're just saying it's just to say it here. If you play in the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Steelers give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers and then the opposing wide receiver that plays against them will say Terry McLaurin. This didn't happen. We're just saying this. Terry McLaurin should have 
if they're giving up twenty fantasy points to the wide, twenty five fantasy points to the wide receiver, you know, two wide receivers, he should get fifteen. And he doesn't get fifteen fantasy points; he gets three fantasy points. We're gonna call that a low of the week. That's a fantasy bust because he was supposed to do good against that defense, and he didn't. That's what we mean when we give us our lows of the week. And then, of course, we got our thanks for nothing. You helped nobody performance of the week. These are players that, again, come out of nowhere, give us a performance. Nobody had them on their team. Nobody was expecting this guy to be this good for this week. And, you know, with this week, it wasn't really like a monster game for anybody. But we got a couple of them on there for this as well. And uh, don't go chasing points. This is a guy who had a good fantasy performance, and people are going to get on the wave of wire, and they're going to pick him up and pick him up and pick him up. And we're telling you, wait a minute, don't pick him up, and here's why. So, we're going to get into this, man. We're going to start off with our bad batch of the week. Our bad batch of the week, man, first up is Elijah Mitchell. We told you guys to sit this, man. We told you to sit him. No reason why you should have sat him. Um, Honestly, we were thinking about his injury, uh, thinking about the fact that, you know, he was he was coming off of injury. And they were using Debo in the backfield a little bit. Uh, so that's why we told you to sit him. But there was no real, real reason for you to sit him outside of the injury concerns. Uh, the team that he was playing, was they give up 19 points per game to the running back position. He got you 27.8 fantasy points. So if you listen to us, and you sat him, you missed out on those points. Same thing, even though he's not on the bad batch of the week, because, and people are like, oh, you told us to sit Leonard Fournette, and he was amazing. Like, the Colts, there's no, there was no indication that the Colts would give up 44 fantasy points to him. There was no indication of that at all. Just like Jonathan Taylor scoring all those points on Buffalo, they had never done that. And then they didn't do it again. They're like, this is an anomaly. Like, anomalies we don't put on here because that that's something that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And I can guarantee you, I don't know if anybody is going to score 44 fantasy points on the Indianapolis Colts again. Just like there's nobody that's going to perform the way Jonathan Taylor performed against the Bills. That's not going to happen again. Those are anomalies. Those shits happen every once in a while. We don't base our research on those things. So, no, Leonard Fournette is not on the bad batch of the week because there was no indication that he was going to be able to do what he did against the Indianapolis Colts. Like, I don't know what else to tell you about that. Yes, we told you to sit him. We felt like that was the right move. We could say, like, yo, that was wrong. You should have started him. That's high insight. There's no way you should have started him against a team that was the best in fantasy against the running back position. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, there's no way that I'm going to sit here and say, hey, start Leonard Fournette against the best fantasy defense for running backs, against the best defense against running backs. Like, there's no way you're going to do that. 
The only reason why we did that with Jonathan Taylor is because, of course, you start you start your guys who who's been studs for you. Leonard Fournette, yes, he's been good, but he's not been a stud player where he's getting you twenty plus fantasy points each week. Jonathan Taylor had gave you twenty plus fantasy points four weeks prior and had a hundred, you know, seven a hundred yard rushing games. You go with that. You ride that hot hand. Leonard Fournette, that wasn't a hot hand situation against the best fantasy defense against running backs. So, no, Leonard Fournette is not here, but Elijah Mitchell is here because the team that he was playing was giving up 19 fantasy points per game. We messed that up. That was on us. You should have started him. We shouldn't have told you to sit him. Mike Giusecki, we told you to start him. We shouldn't have told you to start him. That's a bad batch of the week. He got 4.7 fantasy points against the team. We told you to start him against a team that was only giving up six points per game against uh, fantasy tight ends. And the reason why we told you to start him because we thought that they'd be able to, you know, do some short dump off passes. Uh, but the short dump off passes, the short passes across the middle and things like that, all of that stuff went to, to Waddle. So we were right in our assumption on what they were going to do, but the player that benefited from it more than what we thought was Waddle. So we told you to start Waddle, and we had Waddle in our starting lineups. We told you to put him out there, but the secondary option of Mike Jacecki didn't happen. There really wasn't a secondary option for them, but that's why he's here on the bad batch of the week. Our good hits of the week, players that we told you to start or sit that other people did not. Honorable mention, uh, Tony Jones. I have no idea why people were telling you to play Tony Jones against the Buffalo Bills. That was one of the worst decisions anybody could have made. We told you to sit him. I'm not taking a victory lap for that one. Well, I'm kind of taking a victory lap for that one. But I'm not taking, I'm not putting him on the good hits because, again, Buffalo is one of the top defenses against running backs, against passing as well. They're one of the top defenses in the league, period. Yes, they had a bad game against Jonathan Taylor, who went off on them, but we knew that that wasn't going to happen with Tony Jones being the only guy in the backfield because Alan Kamara was out and um, Mark Ingram was out. We just knew that wasn't going to happen. But our good hits, man, Dalton Schultz. We told you to start the guy against a really good – he had a really good matchup, 15.6 fantasy points he got for you. Kendrick Bourne, we told you to start him. He went out there and he got you 23.1 fantasy points. And, of course, Dontrell Hilliard. We told you to start him, 17.3 fantasy points. Some of the experts were saying, no, it's going to be Devonta Foreman. He's going to be the guy. No, no, no. We talked about this guy being the passing work, and he was going to get the passing work, but he turned it around and said, nah, man, I'm running the ball too. And that's what he did, man. So those were our good hits of the week. We look forward to continuing with that. And as far as with our hit rate this week, out of 191 possible start sits that we gave you, we got 123 of those right. 
coming at 64%. We're continuing to be well above 60%. We try to keep it around that 64, 65, 66% tile range. And we've been doing that, man. We're continuing to be there. Thank you for the support with this. Um, you know, you guys, you listen to me. You and I appreciate you listening to me. You don't always have to listen to me. At the end of the day, the decisions to start or sit a certain person is completely up to you. Um, but we here, again, appreciate the fact that our research is paying off because if you're listening to us, more often than not, you are getting those positional advantages. You are beating your opponents with this. Lows of the week. Those of the week, again, are players that we thought could do well against a certain matchup, but did not. These are our ultimate bust of the week. First up is Cam Newton, 6.8 fantasy points against a team that had been giving up 21 points a game to the quarterback position. They were third in points given up to the quarterback position. You couldn't get to 21 points, bro. Like, what are you doing? You couldn't get to 21 points, bro. Two interceptions for him. Got benched. Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. No, Christian McCaffrey is not one of our busts of the week. Because, again, if you get hurt, we don't put you in that category. You get benched. You definitely getting into that category. And... There it was for Cam Newton, man. He didn't didn't perform for us. 6.8 fantasy points. Noah Fant is our other bust of the week here. He was playing a team that was giving up 10 points per game to the position. They were third. He didn't perform. He didn't perform, and his team blew them guys out. Why couldn't you get us points, man? 4.2 fantasy points. It's not good, man. It's not good. Not good at all. A lot of tight ends busted out this week. And I know what you're saying. You're like, oh, well, what about George Kittle? He didn't do good. Well, the Vikings were giving up under five fantasy points per game. Five fantasy points to the tight end position. What did you expect out of the guy? You start them because, you know, you always start. They they give you the good old adage, start your studs. We would put that down as a bad batch for us. We told you to start them just because we go with the same notion. We, we go with the same notion for some players. Start your studs. This is a bad matchup for him. Shouldn't have started him. But this is why he's not a low because he did exactly what the Vikings have been giving up the entire season. He's just another person that falls into that category, that that falls into that for the Vikings. They've done the exact same thing to multiple players all season long. Just because he's George Kittle, it didn't make him any different. They've been very good against the tight end position. And, of course, our fantasy players of the week, the highs of the week, we're talking Jalen Waddle. We talked about him already, man. 28.7 fantasy points. He had nine receptions for 137 yards and a TD. That's what we're looking for out of our fantasy 
wide receivers. We're looking for that out of those guys. That was big time. That's big time statistics right there. And I think that puts him as the number one wide receiver on the week. That's exactly where that puts him. Number one wide receiver on the week. So that's big up to him. Also, we want to shout out Joe Mixon. 32.3 fantasy points. That puts him as the number two running back on the week here. Uh, He had 28 carries for 165 yards and two touchdowns. And then our other player of the week, because he was a clear positional advantage, he was the number one overall fantasy player this week. We're talking, and he did it against a team that he shouldn't have done it against. He did it against the best fantasy running back defense in the Indianapolis Colts. It's Leonard Fournette, 44.1 fantasy points. He gave you 17 carries for 100 yards, three touchdowns, seven receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Four TDs total, man. With Four TDs total with 131 all-purpose yards, man. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. He gave you a clear positional advantage. He gave you a clear advantage overall. Uh, My money league opponent actually beat me because he had Leonard Fournette on the team. You know, I had injuries to DeAndre Swift, Darren Waller. uh, Lamar Jackson had his worst game. It was was a a debacle for me uh, in in my money league. So, unfortunately, I lost this week in that league, but we still still have a playoff spot. I've earned a playoff spot, and anything can happen in the playoffs, man. We're looking forward to, to getting to that. But Leonard Fournette, clear positional advantage this week. If you had him on your team, more than likely you won that week. You won for the week. So tremendous shout-out to that man, even though, you know, I, people know I, I don't think he's really that good of a back, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, when you perform for fantasy, that's what we're looking for. If you had him on your team and you actually did start him, that, my friends, is a great week for you. Our thanks for nothing. You helped nobody performances of the week. Uh, Last week you had Hilliard on there, but we did tell you that we were going to start him this week. We told you to go ahead and pick him up. He was not on our Don't Go Chase It Point segment. And then last week, of course, uh, well, Hilliard, we had him on there, and he gave you 17.3 fantasy points this week, which is great. And then Mac Hollins was the other guy who we had on our uh, Thanks for Nothing performance of the week. And if you notice, I told you, yo, tell Mac Hollins to leave us the fuck alone. Like, stop coming out here giving us good performances, and then the next week you come out and do what? Zero fucking points. He does this, He does it every time. He does it every time. He's going to show up on a thanks for nothing performance of the week again because he's going to do this shit later on. He might even do it in the playoffs. He might even do it in the fantasy playoffs for you. He does his shit every other week, every couple weeks he does it. He doesn't do it every other week. He does it every couple weeks where he comes out here and gets you like 17 fantasy points. And then the next week, he just does nothing. He does nothing. We can't put him on a don't go chase a point segment because... He's trash. He's trash. But here, there he was last week. 
flexing on us. Thanks for nothing, Mac Hollins. And then here he comes this week. Zero fantasy points. Like this man can't even get two consecutive games where he gets a touch, where he gets a catch. Trash, man. Trash. But our thanks for nothing. Performances of the week. Uh, honorable mention goes to Jawan Jennings. He is the 49ers wide receiver. Thanks for nothing. Two receptions, 24 yards, a touchdown on three targets for 10.4 fantasy points. The reason why he's an honorable mention and not on the thanks for nothing because 10.4 fantasy points is not really that much of a difference for us. Uh, Yes, he did reach our threshold. And to be honest, with Debo misses some time, we might. He might get some more burnt. He might get some more burnt. But our other thanks for nothing performance of the week, Noah Brown. Who's Noah Brown? Noah Brown is a wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks for nothing, Noah. Thank you for being great on that one game. 11.3 fantasy points. He has six receptions for 53 yards off of nine targets. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. We appreciate you being great for this one game. We appreciate that because we know this is not going to happen again. We know it's not going to happen again. You know, no C.D. Lamb, no Amari Cooper. You got out here. You, you did your thing. You did your thing, even though we assumed Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson was going to be the guys. We we knew Dalton Schultz was going to be the guy. He did what we thought he was going to do. But here you come, making your presence felt. But thank you for nothing. Because nobody had you on their team. Nobody's going to have you on their team. Some people might go chasing points. They might go pick you up. But no. No, sir. Thank you for nothing. And our other thank you for nothing performance of the week. Ashton Doolin, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, 13.2 fantasy points. Thanks, Ashton. Thank you. Ashton Doolin, thank you, sir. Thank you for going out here, catching one pass for 62 yards and a touchdown. Thank you, sir. He did nothing else for the rest of the fucking game. But early, I think he was. it was the first touchdown. He got the first touchdown of the game, I believe. Thank you, Ashton Dooley, for coming out here, getting your shit out the way early, and then leaving us hanging thinking, hey, man, who the fuck is that guy? I can't believe he just did that. And then you catch no more passes for the rest of the game. You didn't even get a target for the rest of the game. Didn't even look your way. Didn't even draw up another play for you. Thank you, sir, for being great on one play, getting 13.2 fantasy points, taking a touchdown away from somebody who could have used it, somebody was that was on our fantasy team, like a Michael Pittman or somebody. Thank you for doing nothing. And then our don't go chasing points. We're going to put him in here. We're going to say don't go chasing points. Don't go chasing points with this guy. But thanks for nothing as well. The other guy on the fucking Indianapolis Colts, tight end Jack Doyle. Thank you, sir, for getting 20.1 fantasy points, for being the top freaking fantasy tight end on the week. Thank you, sir, 
for your six receptions, 81 yards in a TD off of seven targets. Thank you, sir. Again, we, we appreciate you doing this for somebody who's not on anybody's fucking fantasy team. Nobody has you. You know why nobody has you? Because you never do this. You never do this. You haven't done this all season. Not at all. But thank you, sir, for nothing. Thank you. It's fucking ridiculous. Now we're going to get into the best performances of the week and the worst performances of the week. Starting with the tight end position. We talked about him at first. Jack Doyle, 20.1 fantasy points. Doing his thing. He did his thing. I, I, I can't say he didn't do his thing. It's great. He did his thing. But goddamn, bro, you, you haven't done this before. You're not going to do it again. It just makes no sense. You know, Logan Thomas in his return only had 6.1 fantasy points. We just just jump him out there real quick just to get that out the way. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, 19.3 fantasy points. Great performance for, out of him. Dawson Knox continuing with his great year. Uh, 18.2 fantasy points. Mark Andrews, 16.5 fantasy points. Dalton Schultz, we talked about him, 15.6 fantasy points. Cole Komet, 14.5 fantasy points. Pat Fryermuth, 14 fantasy points. TJ Hawkinson, 12.5 fantasy points. David Njoku, 12.5 fantasy points. And Jimmy Graham, 11.4 fantasy points. And then Brevin Jordan comes out here, 11.3 fantasy points. Whatever, whatever, dude. Um, Bust performances came out of, we talked about Darren Waller being hurt in our last episode. We're not going to put him on here. Evan Ingram, 6.7 fantasy points. Uh, Mike Jacecki, 4.7 fantasy points. Kyle Pitts, another one of those bust performances, 4.6 fantasy points. Tyler Conklin, 4.5 fantasy points. Noah Fant, 4.2 fantasy points. Another bust out of him. Uh, Hunter Henry busted on us, uh, two, excuse me, 3.6 fantasy points. Uh, George Kittle, 2.3 fantasy points. Uh, Dan Arnold, 1.9 fantasy points. Again, he got injured out of the game there. Tommy Trimmel, we still keep talking about him every week. He busts, 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 busts. That's 1.4 fantasy points. Dallas Goddard, one fantasy point. But I believe he left the game early as well. Um, And Farrell Brown, he was a guy... Um, that we told you guys to play because he had the the eighty four percent snap percentage. We thought he was going to do something. He did not. That's another one of our bad batches there. At the wide receiver position, man. Of course, we talked about him already. Jalen Waddle, uh, twenty eight point seven fantasy points behind him. T Higgins, twenty three point four fantasy points. Uh, Adam Thielen, twenty three point two fantasy points. Kendrick Bourne, 23.1 fantasy points. Hunter Renfro, 21.6 fantasy points. That was the best performance that Hunter Renfro's had this year. Debo Samuel, 20.8 fantasy points. Stephon Diggs, 20.4 fantasy points. Deshaun Jackson, 19.2 fantasy points. Odell Beckham. Getting into the top 10 as well. 19.1 fantasy points. Cooper Cup, 18.6 fantasy points. You know, um, 
We talked about Cedric Wilson earlier. He did his thing too. 17.4 fantasy points. He didn't, he didn't disappoint there. But disappointing performances under the 10 fantasy point threshold for us. Michael Pittman Jr., uh, 9.3 fantasy points. Elijah Moore, 9.3 fantasy points. And people were, you know, he had that that great game last week. Follows it up with a with a mediocre game here. LaVisca Chenault still busting out on us. Him and Marvin Jones both had uh, 8.3 fantasy points. Kenny Galladay, 8 fantasy points. Another bust performance out of Mike William, who has 7.9 fantasy points. Traquan Smith. I mean, the entirety of... The Saints offense busted. He had 7.1 fantasy points. Rashad Bateman, 7.1 fantasy points. Again, uh, with Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions, they really couldn't get anything going as far as the passing game was concerned with the uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Rashad Bateman has been their third down guy. They haven't even gotten into situations where they could be good enough on third down. It's whatever. Jamar Chase, uh, 6.9 fantasy points. I believe this is two bust games in a row for him. We are looking for him to turn a corner and get back to where he's been. They're taking away the deep shot for him. Um, but, we, we again, we're looking for him to get back to where he's been. Uh, Darius Slayton, the bust performance, uh, 5.7 fantasy points. Uh, Nico Collins, 4.8 fantasy points. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on here, 4.6 fantasy points. Uh, Khalif Raymond, 4.6 fantasy points as well. Marquez Callaway, 4.4 fantasy points. Devontae Smith, a bust performance, 4.2 fantasy points. Cortland Sutton, 3.7 fantasy points. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 3.3 fantasy points. We did tell you to sit him, though, so, but still a bust performance. Donovan Peoples-Jones, three, three fantasy points there. Robbie Anderson, 2.5 fantasy points, another bust performance for him. A lot of people were saying that you should play Des Fitzpatrick because there was no A.J. Brown, uh, 2.4 fantasy points out of him. Uh, Brian Edwards continuously busting out, of he out here, 2.2 uh, fantasy points. Who else we got out here that didn't give us anything? Jamison Crowder, 1.5 fantasy points. K.J. Osborne, 1.5 fantasy points. Uh, you know, it's just, just bad stuff out of these guys, man. You look for people to play better than this and to give you more fantasy points than that. At the running back position, we talked about Leonard Fournette. We talked about Joe Mixon and Elijah Mitchell. We talked about those guys. In his return, Cordero Patterson. 27.5 fantasy points. Austin Eckler, 21.9 fantasy points. Javante Williams, 20.1 fantasy points. A.J. Dillon, 20 points. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 19.7 fantasy points. I do believe that if they started running the ball with him a lot sooner, they would have won that game. Uh, Miles Gaskin, 19.2 fantasy points. Whew, out of nowhere. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, 19.2 fantasy points. And, of course, Dontrell, Hill Dontrell Hilliard, uh, we talked about him as well, 18.3 fantasy points. Bust performances out of the running back position for us. Um, 
Saquon Barkley, 9.3 fantasy points. Tevin Coleman, 9 fantasy points. Rex Burkhead, 8.4 fantasy points. David Johnson, 7.5 fantasy points. Um, Miles Sanders, 7.4 fantasy points. Another bust performance out of Mike Davis, 7.1 fantasy points. Bust performance out of Devontae Freeman, 7 fantasy points. Uh, Najee Harris, 6.7 fantasy points. Nick Chubb, 5.9 fantasy points. Bust performance. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 4.6 fantasy points. Phillip Lindsay changing teams, 4.2 fantasy points. Ty Johnson, 4.2 fantasy points. DeAndre Swift, of course, we know he got hurt, uh, 3.9 fantasy points. Naeem Hines, uh, 3.9 fantasy points. Who else we got down here? Of course, Christian McCaffrey, we know he got hurt, 3.5 fantasy points. Tony Jones Jr., we talked about him, 2.7 fantasy points. Uh, Aaron Jones, 2.3 fantasy points. We assumed that Aaron Jones was not going to play in that game. He did play, but we knew he was going to be limited. Uh, we told you guys that if he was limited or if he wasn't going to play, then don't play him and roll with A.J. Dillon. So, again, bust performance, being that he, he wasn't 100%. Uh, Kareem Hunt coming back off of his injury, two fantasy points, not 100%. Uh, Jeff Wilson, 1.7 fantasy points. Latavius Murray, 1.4 fantasy points. Um, you know, so there you have it with those guys, man. And, and, you know, you want better out of your running back position. Uh, but with the amount of injuries, you're taking what you can get, man. If you can get 8 to 10 out of the running back position now with all of these guys being hurt, you take that. Of course, we talked about uh, the game that, the Monday night game, Russell Wilson did have a pretty decent fantasy game uh, as far as where he finished. Russell Wilson finished with 19.4 fantasy points. So that puts him up there as far as he, he's close. That puts him in the top 10. He, he was right there in the top 10. Uh, he'd be slated between... Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr. But this tells you here that the quarterback position, again, wasn't that great. I mean, Josh Allen is the number one quarterback on the week. He scored 28.7 fantasy points. Then Aaron Rodgers, 26.2 fantasy points. Then it was Dak Prescott, 25.3 fantasy points. Matthew Stafford, 22.9 fantasy points. Then we got Carson Wentz, 22.3 fantasy points. And then uh, Justin Herbert, 21.7 fantasy points. At seventh, we got Matt Jones, 21.5 fantasy points. Derek Carr, 21.2 fantasy points. Then we got um, Russell Wilson behind him. And then at 10th, Trevor Lawrence with 18.2 fantasy points. Now, again, our threshold is only 15. Our threshold is 15. And you had 10 quarterbacks that reached that threshold well excuse me 10 there uh 11 12 13 14 15 16 quarterbacks so half the league gave you a threshold performance from us who gave you 15 plus fantasy points outside of that Lamar Jackson bad performance out of him 
Tua Tungavaloa um, in standard leagues. Like, if you didn't have many, uh, if you didn't have, like, negative points for interceptions, like, you know, Lamar Jackson gave you 13 fantasy points. Still not good. Still not what you're looking for out of him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 9.8 fantasy points. Trevor Simeon, 9.8 fantasy points. Ryan Tannehill, 9.1 fantasy points. Uh, Cam Newton, in my scoring format, he gave us 6.8 fantasy points. But in the experts, like consensus scoring, I guess, you're at 8 fantasy points. That's still bad. It's still bad. He's still the worst quarterback on the week. The worst. You know, him and Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Simeon, uh, Jalen Hurts, and then big Ben Roethlisberger giving you 10.5 fantasy points. You do not want that out of your fucking starting quarterback. Like, you want your quarterback to be better than this. But a lot of quarterbacks did not reach the threshold. A lot of quarterbacks were under the 15-point mark. And this is bad. Even Tom Brady. Tom Brady was under the 15-point threshold. You know, down there swimming with Jared Goff and those guys. Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is constantly under our our thing there. I mean, and none of these guys are, well, outside of Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been a pretty good start all year. But none of these guys, man, you're not confident about starting them. And, and Jalen Hurts, this was his first uh, real bad game. But outside of that, man, you know, you're not confident in starting these guys week to week. And that's not what you want out of your quarterback. You want to be confident in playing your quarterback week in and week out. And right now, with a lot of these guys, man, you're not really confident in playing those guys. But, you know, hopefully when we get – to week 13, hopefully, again, if you listen to us and you got 64% on the start sits, I mean, some of that you ran into Leonard Fournette if you if you didn't have him on your team, you know, and you ran into Leonard Fournette, you, got a, you caught an L. But it's okay, man. You know, if you solidified your playoff spot, keep pushing towards the playoffs. Keep pushing towards getting that stuff done, man. I wish you. Nothing but the best, and your opponents nothing but the worst. I will see you guys on Thursday for the Start Sits episode. I appreciate you listening to me as always. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I've been Antoine Wastick. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, go out there and earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one.